This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Geno Smith, Seahawks quarterback, has been named NFC Offensive Player of the Week, which I believe goes with some kind of fancy endorsement sponsorship thing. But no free ads here. Ty, Geno, amazing news. MV Geno, baby. MV Geno, the movement. It's on the trend upwards. We're soaring. We're flying. We're riding. Let's ride. So, yeah, I mean, duh, it had to be Gino, right? Carved up the lines, got the W. Like, you couldn't give it to Jared Goff, especially after you threw a pick six and lost Mm -hmm. only 45 points against this Seahawks defense. What are you, a scrub? Right, like, you know, quarterback wins. (laughs) Exactly. There are are some more advanced metrics on Gino's side, like, the Seahawks offense right now, he they're first in combined quarterback EPA and CPOE, which is completion percentage over expectation. They're second in passing total points per game. Um, that's per SIS. Or sorry, just second in passing total points. They're second in true drop back, so that's no play action screen or run pass option. Points earned per pass play, again, per SIS. They're fifth highest in early down pass frequency, which shows the confidence they have in Geno Smith to, to sling it around the yard. They're fourth in overall EPA per play, and then they're second in overall success rate. And that's league-wide ranks, guys. Like, they're real. And it's not just a flash-in-the-pan game for Geno, although that this will have boosted uh, his hopes, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Griff posted a screenshot of, like, the, the EPA per play plus CPOE composite leaders, and he's second right now behind Patrick Mahomes. He's ahead of Josh Allen, et cetera. Like, he's playing really great ball. Like, again, you know, I, I don't think he's the front runner by any means or anything like that, but I think if you're going to have a conversation about MVP and if you're going to mention anyone other than, you know, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, I think you have to mention Geno Smith right now. Does that mean that I think he's going to be an MVP candidate in like five weeks? <laughs> no, but like right now, the way that he's playing, the efficiency is through the roof. He's starting to get, you know, he's starting to rack up yardage and touchdowns and all that stuff that's going to, you know, go into factor and uh like you mentioned as well the advanced statistics say that he's been you know again not saying anything here other than just the facts that through the first four weeks of the season geno smith has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the nfl it's been like a top four top five quarterback (laughs) statistically at least yeah and then you combine that with the tape right and and what you're seeing on on film which we'll get to tomorrow but you know, the tape matches, so it's quite nice. The basic stats show he's playing well. The tape shows he's playing well. The broadcast even shows he's playing well. And then the advanced metrics, which we've just talked about, they show he's playing well too. Now, one other cool thing. 
Pete Carroll, he's he's obviously hyped about Geno Smith, and he mentioned how it was very important the offense went 75% on third down. And he also talks about how Smith's um, years and all of his experience are kind of all coming to, to the table here for this successful stint. What it was really interesting, though, was speaking to Brock and Sulk, Mike Sulk asked him basically a stylistic question on him versus uh, Russell Wilson and and whether Waldron is sort of prefers like you know Smith's style in the offense and how that impacts it. And Pete basically said he went to the the Jared Goff thing that you know Griffin's harped on, I've harped on on the podcast, like how you know there are similar like what Jared Goff was able to do in the Waldron offense or in McVeigh's offense back then. You can run similar concepts to that. But actually, and something I think Griff will bring to the table tomorrow, but actually I think we're seeing a bit of a kind of Stafford kind of concept blend, like if you think of that McVeigh offense, where it's a bit more kind of boldness from the shotgun, a bit more kind of five-step drop from the shotgun, along with the kind of training wheels, uh, bootleg kind of deal that we saw, well, in the first two games of the season before they got more expansive with it. Uh and what was really funny is Pete Carroll said, <laughs> um, and, you know, he didn't mention Russell Wilson, although there, there was context around that being the thing. <laughs> but um, he he was saying that, hold on, let me get this right. He was basically saying that both guys do what you tell them to do. So he'll, t- <laughs> um, he'll do exactly what you tell him. He'll execute the play exactly the way they practice it. There's a lot to be said for that, you know, as opposed to, you know, when you don't know, you know, when guys <laughs> are creative and innovating and stuff during <laughs> plays. And Gino's very similar and he's a real system guy. He gets it. And we have, like, I mean, it's a complete 180. We've, we spoke about the stylistic contrast between him and the previous Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, but seeing it play out is is funny. And it's actually, like, we were right. Our priors were right. Our, our research and our analysis on the, we were right about all of this, like, not to toot our own horns too hard, but it's uh, <laughs> great wording there, by the way, Pete. <laughs> like, <laughs> when guys are creative, when guys you don't know, that's uh, that's a hell of a way to say Russell Wilson without saying Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's everything that we've been talking about. We we knew this was coming. You know, not to toot our own horns, but we knew this was coming. Real ones knew. It's uh, it, it's clear as day, right? Like, Pete Carroll has always talked about wanting a point guard for a quarterback. Geno Smith is that guy. You know, I'm kind of interested, you know, because you've, you've watched the USC tape and you've gone back through those years um, with Pete and everything. Is he, like, the closest he's gotten to Carson Palmer at the NFL level? Ooh. That that's juicy. I like that because also I think you know Pete Pete used the term like kind of um, statuesque um, and in a in a positive sense, as in they're both pocket passes. Him and Goff when he was talking Goff, and I think like for him th- that kind of stylistic contrast, harking back to when he had a Palmer, harking back to when he had pocket guys. I think that must be so exciting because it it must be you know rejuvenating, like how. Oh, as I knock my whiteboard, uh, like how it was, um, you know, tiresome for fans and there was a fatigue around the team. 
and that's completely understandable covering the team. It, it was tiring. You, you've you've uh, felt, I know, similar feelings to me around that. But the narrative mm. now is is just this new, fresh thing. And, and and from a coaching perspective, you have this new skill set to scheme around. You have this new person to you know work with. It's 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 fresh and it's fun and and it's working so far, which is amazing. And and Carol said in his radio interview as well. The, the offense now, um, they're not reluctant to call any play and they're freewheeling. And he said, it's the most open we've been in the time I can remember. So yeah. everything's on the table now because Gino's come through those first two games of uh, the kind of training wheels. Let's, let's play a cautious approach. He's, he's, they've tried to expand it. And I think that Falcons game was kind of the transitional period where, you know, you can't, Rome isn't built in a day. You, as I said in our, our reaction podcast, you can't do everything overnight, but you or even in a week rather. But you can try to adapt and expand a bit more. But then the Lions game, we saw everything on the table. Now I've watched that film, and we again we, we must stop just saying stuff like this. But we will talk about the tape in our tape podcast tomorrow. But like watching the tape, it's there's everything. Every Gino's in complete command. It's like watching, you know, one of the best like, NFL quarterbacks out there just orchestrating everything, uh, being a point guard, you know, Ty, like in the, in the in the positive sense of that, he's he's distributing the ball to everyone. He's getting the offense in the right play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He was basically flawless. It's very, very, very exciting. Well, it's what I was saying on Sunday on our post-game show, that he has such a command of the line of scrimmage and just is always just kind of on it. And then just the way that he, he executes, right? You see it on tape. It's just, it's flawless. It's executing everything to Pete Carroll's vision and then some. It's just he's so on time for the most part, right? Like, obviously, sometimes he gets a little statuesque in the pocket. You know, but for the most part, like he's he's on time and he's getting better at that. He's getting more. He's finding more consistency with that now. It's just it's something to watch, and it's and it's kind of it, it feels like it's indicative of the last you know seven or so years for Gino and the trips that he's made along the way, and sitting behind Eli and sitting behind Philip Rivers and sitting behind Russ and just taking all that football and quarterback theory in and just turning into his own. He's just. He's like, obviously he's not, you know, there, there are some physical limitations. There are some talent limitations that we've talked about, but just mentally speaking, like he play, like he plays football. He plays the quarterback position in one of the, like the most, uh, this is the only way that I could really describe it. The most intelligent ways I've, I've seen, like, he's just so on mentally. And so that's what I found most impressive over the first few weeks is that he's just he has full command of it he's just a, a football wizard <laughs> for lack of a better term really like right now like it's just it's it's incredible it's like it's almost like having a coach at quarterback it seems yeah 
Yeah, and, and often when you get those kind of types where it's the coach or quarterback and they go on to be a coach, right, often. But you, you get that approach where it's almost frustrating because it's like they, they know so much that they're thinking too much or they know so much that they end up just checking the ball down. And it's basically what we, you know, a career backup where in the preseason they 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 just throw it to the running back over the middle each time and it's that. But... You know, Gino's taking that and then pushing the ball down the field. He's pushing the ball to every part of the field. You know, he's able to access every part of the field. So, I mean, there aren't... The, the other interesting thing as well is it's kind of a throwback to be this kind of pocket-style quarterback who's yeah. back there. I mean, I how many... It's a dying breed. It is a dying breed. And he's, he's turning 32 in... Uh, on the 10th of October, I think. So four days time or five days time. But um, it, it's going to be interesting because after him in the league, like pocket, like pure pocket wise, like he doesn't have that crazy ability, like athletic ability in terms of he, he has to step into throws. He doesn't have all this upper body strength to, to really talk throws when he, he has not stepped into the football. He doesn't have crazy mobility like he has legs we've seen that i think he's seattle's uh, second leading rusher which i think more speaks yeah. to the fact that penny's also had a, a load of the work mm. but you know he, he has some mobility but there isn't like now like the whole fixation and like what i almost got caught into in the draft cycle is you know get this toolsy dude who can run around and and can extend after the play uh, and and all this stuff, and it, you know, with, with like a Josh Allen, a, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, Malik Willis is is the latest example of this. But you know, there's a day like, can you actually play quarterback though? And Gino can play quarterback. He's playing yeah. quarterback, right? Like, yeah. it's it's super super impressive. And obviously, Schneider's like dabbled uh, in the kind of toolsy approach. Russell was very toolsy, and then you know, rumored to, with Allen, rumored to like Mahomes. So, mm. you know, would you like Gino to be able to run around a bit more? Yeah, probably. Would you like mm. him to be able to do some crazy kind of throws? Yeah, probably. But then also for every, you know, kind of dude like like an Allen and Mahomes, you have like a, and yes, it's too early, but you have the kind of incidents with like, you know, a Zach Wilson, where it's suddenly like, okay, he's toolsy. He can, he can sling it. He can run around a bit, but... um in the NFL, it's not worked out for him so far. And yeah, I acknowledge it's too soon, but it's difficult. Mm -hmm. it, you know, Mahomes and Mahomes and Allen don't go on trees, and yet, you know, Gino is pushing them. Like in the advanced metrics, he's pushing them. Now, whether it can last, we're, we're not so sure. But um, it'll be fun to find out. It'll be really fun to find out. And his process should remain like his process in the preseason was excellent. It didn't always translate into points. But it was excellent. And that's his process in 2021. You could see it. That's what made Griffin, uh, especially early, a big believer. I was sort of waiting to see who, who would actually w win the job. But, you know, that was the same kind of process in 2021 in the limited action he got in an offense not designed for him. And now we're seeing the same process continue and continue and continue. And it's remained consistent and you know, there's no reason why he can't keep that same process up. So then there's no reason why it all just collapses, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, there's there's going to be some reliability throughout, 
right? We there's going to be some things that they are just going to have that that is always going to work for them, and is always going to work for Gino. So there's there's something that we can depend on here. It's just how much can they continue to do what they have done over the last couple of weeks, where it's like, okay, you get kind of punched in the mouth against the 49ers, things don't work for you. How do you evolve from that? How do you move forward from that? What else do you introduce? And can you execute that? And so that's going to be the challenge for them, right? Once the league starts to really figure them out, and that's usually at the halfway point, that that the league really starts to, to, to get to know one another. How are they going to be able to sustain that kind of success over the final stretch of games here? And so... I'm really interested because, like, I, I look at Gino and and you know, like you said, it's a dying breed. But you've you've made the like obviously you're not making Tom Brady comparisons, but you're making you know stylistic comparisons, right? Well, hey, Ty, Ty, do you want to hear some exciting data? Oh, okay. So, um, hold on. If I open this image, well, that's not right. Hey, here we go. So, PFF Moo like the cow, mm-hmm. tweeted Move. out what happens with each team's dropbacks 2022 NFL season, weeks one to four, all plays. Uh, night, and the top two teams in this chart is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where 92% uh, targets, uh, 2% of thrown away, 4% of sacks, 1% of batted passes, broken incomplete, and the scramble doesn't exist. And then next up is the Seahawks with 90% targets from drop packs, 2% scramble, which is basically that Lions game, 3% throwaways, 4% sacks, 1% batted pass. So the top two, you know, target teams from drop packs with, like, without scrambling, without any other weird stuff is Tom Brady and then Geno Smith. So the, t- the stylistic stuff again, I'm not mm-hmm. tripping, like, but again, it speaks to the fact they're both pocket dudes, you know? And it's a dying breed. Well, but the, you know, and the thing too is like, it can work, right? And like, obviously Brady is a special case because it's Tom Brady, but still like, Ever heard of Peyton Manning? Yeah, you can, you can still win in today's NFL with quarterbacks like that. And, and Gino can run a lot better than Tom can. So you have that added element. Also, Ty, think about the schematic direction of the league. Like if teams Mm -hmm. are camping out on these deep stuff, right? If teams are like making you carve them up with patient approach down the field, taking the intermediate, the short, taking the check down, you know, don't go broke, taking a profit, that kind of approach, you know, that kind of suits a pocket dude more. Yeah. So anyway, I, I really do think G- that's the other thing with Gino. He's he's suited for the current like uh, defensive meta. Now, obviously, that shifts, but like. Lot, lot of interest and stuff there. 